Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It is your favorite podcast of Mark Atreya with Making the Cut. Welcome back again this week. Hey, before we even get started, if you're not following me right now, what are you doing? Got to follow me. What are you doing? Stop. Pause this right now. Go to Spotify. Go to the Anchor app. Go to anchor.fm and follow me there. That's right. You might never be a leader, but you could always follow. That's right. All right, and, and as always, you can find my links on Facebook, and as you can hear, I got my special guest, my special friend, uh, Deke, the Big Chief Bellavia. Mark, good morning, man. A lot going on right now. We're already into whew, almost a quarter into the college football season, week three. You know, it's starting to feel a little normal around these parts, more normal, because, you know, we've been set back with the hurricanes, and a lot of the high schools are not even able to play ball these uh, last few weeks since the Jamboree week, so... Now the college football season is full effect, and uh, got some pretty good games in week three. That's right, man, and that's what we're going to do today, man. We're going to preview. This is going to be our college game day experience. We're going to preview uh, the big games for this day, the days, the games that we want to talk about. You know, this is like you and I were talking about. This could be a week where it could be a boring week, but when you begin to dive in and see oh, yeah. some of the games that are playing, this is going to be a fun week. Yeah, and you know, at the end of the day, there are better weeks than other ones tomorrow, but I People who love college football, it's never a bad week. That's right. I man. mean, it's never a bad week. You'll always find a handful of games you like. Yeah. And of course, you know, you can get that perception that it's not going to be a good week when you begin to look at maybe the SEC schedule. Right. Uh, because it is a cupcake week for the most part. Yeah, it is. But you have some big games even you in the do. SEC. You got some interesting games and things. I know we're going to hit on it, but it is. It's, it's pretty much, I'd say, I wouldn't say an off week, but after a little off in the first two weeks, there's uh, just basically two really, really big time matchups. And then there's a few interesting matchups. That's right. There. That's right. Well, let's jump off into it. You ready to go, go this morning? All let's right. Go. Look, hey, listen. If you if you've watched any college football uh, coverage at all this week, then you know that there's two big games, and we're going to hit those first, and then we're going to go through those other games, the ones you need to be watching. Deke's going to hit you up on the spreads too. We're going to give you some commentary on some of these games and what we're thinking about with them. Uh, you know, we may differ a little bit, but right. but hey, look, let's go with it, right? Let's roll. Number one game right off the bat: Bama and Florida. Bama and Florida, boy. Yeah. You know, uh, Mark, this is interesting because, and I realized. Who knows what we're going to be talking about as far as who's the one constant you play, who's in whose division over the course of years. But this has always been one arguing point to their favor because of where the programs are. Why LSU's one constant from the east is Florida, and why Alabama's one constant from the east is yeah. Tennessee. Yeah. Well, it's naturally because it's a rival that, you know, Alabama's really got three big rival games, but certainly that is one of, one of their biggest ones. Besides the Iron Bowl is Alabama and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Now, Tennessee has been down since the Philip Fulmer era. Yeah. So that's not been a tough game for Alabama at all. But yet Florida and LSU, those things have won national championships facing each other. Yep. They've been in top fives. And now we finally get to see the Florida and Alabama matchup in the regular season. So I know a lot of people are excited about that. To me, this is really kind of simple when you look at it. It is, okay, Alabama's on the road. Uh, they bring in a quarterback on the road for the first time, Young. To me, that's a question there, but that's probably about the only question I got for Alabama. Right. Then on the other side, Dan Mullen, who's quote unquote now called the quarterback whisperer, and he's <laughs> look, he's a hell of a coach now. I think these are the two best coaches in the league. I really do. I think Saban obviously there, and the Dan Mullen is up there. I mean, he just he's proven track record as a coordinator and as a head coach. And when you can be a when you can bring Mississippi State to number one, not baseball, but in football right. in Starkville, Mississippi. I don't know if anybody's been to Starkville. That's hard to do, very very hard to do. But, you know, they got problems. You know, is Emory Jones going to play? Does Richardson play? I think that's good on its side. But the domination, though, Mark, quickly on this one for Alabama. Since 2010, Alabama is 31-0 and 0 
on the road at SEC East teams. The last SEC loss they had on the road, Mark Ingram was a sophomore wow. at Alabama in 2010 when they lost at South Carolina. That's the last game they lost on the road against SEC East. That's crazy. I've forgotten all about the game, but I remember yeah. as soon as you said it. Yeah, and, and my take on this game, too, of course, you do have that Bama situation with Bryce Young being there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you begin it, and you kind of hit on it in Florida, their defensive line is a lot better than it was, so it can give him a little bit of, yeah. a, of an issue. Uh, they're, they're DBU three in my, in my book. But they are running a two-quarterback situation over there, and that two-quarterback uh, system – is a little bit different because you're not having like a Tebow and a Chris Leak. What you right. have is you have a Tim Tebow and a Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, they're, they're jumping all over him, uh, over Mullen this week, asking him why they're going to uh, – he's going to start Emory Jones over over the other cat. Mm-hmm. He said, well, listen, what you don't understand is, hey, yeah, he has 80-yard run because – but he missed two, three wide-open receivers down the That's field. Right. So uh, this is a little bit different. I, I still think in this game that Bama's dominance is going to be too much for them. I agree. I think they're going to cover the spread, honestly. I, I, Mark, I'm, I'm laying it, too. I know some people got it at 15. I've seen it at 14, 14 and a half. I would lay that. It's not often you're going to get Alabama giving up this least amount of points, and it's going to be on the road somewhere at a neutral site. But this is this is probably one of the lowest lines Alabama will have all year long. And quick note about Dan Mullen. He's used to answering those questions. Who was the last person to do that at Florida in that situation with T-Bone Leak? Dan Mullen was offensive coordinator that year when he was over there in Florida. So he's used to answering those QB questions. I'm like you, Mark. We're going to both go with Alabama rolling here. That's right. That's right. Next up, the next big game, mm-hmm. Auburn in Penn State, man, up in Penn State. Man, the first thing, Mark, you know what a lot of people like to do, when you're going from south to north, mm-hmm. especially this time of year, starting to get late fall over there, what's the weather going to be like? You know, because you're getting over there to where, like now, a cool front is cold to people in the south. But, but it's called for a 90% chance of rain all day long. And kickoff is about 87%, and even thunderstorms in the second half. Wow. So if you got if you factor that into your thought on this game, you know who who's going to have who. You know probably be a low-scoring game defense, but I think the the atmosphere. You know if you've never seen Penn State with their whiteout, mm-hmm. it's going to be something to see tonight. It doesn't matter what the weather is; they'll be in there all white, and it, it truly is the atmosphere of college football. Nobody's with a tie on them. Everybody's wearing all white tonight. That's they right. get into it. It's a, it's a great atmosphere. Hey, you know, that's on my bucket list. Just go to a white game. Man, you're I, right. I, I got to go to that one. That's, a, that's on up there with the SEC game. Yeah, and yeah. I want to go to Cam Randall and jump around. I want to do that one that's time. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Just to check it out. But, go ahead, Mark. Uh, I'll ask you what it, your take is on it. Well, and a, a couple of things, too. This is actually the first time that Auburn's been up to Penn State, up to Penn State since the 30s, since yeah. the 1930s. So that's almost exactly 100 right. years. Almost 100 years. This is right. huge. And a couple of things on this game, of course. We don't know what Penn State's going to be. Uh, and when, when you looked at them struggle the first week, they did come out with the win. Yep. Last week, they a little bit looked a little bit better. They still have the tendency to look like Penn State did last year. Now, if you're from Louisiana and LSU country, you didn't see – you got to see how we struggled last year at LSU. Right. But you didn't get to see how far Penn State fell off last no, year. No, because they won, a la- they, they, they won a few of their last games. And then, of course, that controversial loss, which I thought the kid didn't score, yeah. against Indiana, that set Indiana on fire, and it kind of sent Penn State in the tailspin. Yeah. But now, now they're back up now. And, uh, look, they're going to play defense. They're going to play defense. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Clifford as a quarterback, Sean Clifford. He's been, been on a lot of games he's won. So I, I think, you know, how the weather's going to affect it to it. And then I think after tonight, I could be wrong, Mo. Even though I think Penn State's going to win this game, I think the world will know who Tank Bigsby is. Yeah, because, it, you know, it's always like, well, who's coming out as top-tier players? Who's top-tier players? 
Tank Bigsby, the big running back out of Georgia for the University of Auburn. Mm-hmm. Tonight, they'll, they'll find out who he is. That, that's what I was going to say. You were talking about the weather. That takes it out of the Bo Nix situation. That's right. Bo Nix is not a winner, hasn't been a winner on the road mm-hmm. so far. He's been a winner at Jordan Air. Yes, he has. But he hasn't been a winner on the road. That's right. So this weather actually can hide him a little bit more and could bring him a little bit more confidence. And, of course, when you look at it, they play two junior high teams the first two weeks of the season for them. Mm-hmm. And so this is going to be the first real test, our first real team for them. Did they get enough practice in against these teams? Uh, I And I think with the weather, and of course Penn State's going to play defense, I think with the weather, and you're going to have that run again, you had Tank Bix, Bixby, but also the freshman running back who's a beast too. Mm-hmm. I think actually Auburn pulls this one out in the nail back. All right, so we differ there. I'm, I'm laying the four and a half, and I'm going with Penn State. Mark's going to take the road dog in Auburn. What's yeah. up next, Big Daddy? This is also another big game, and the only reason why it's a big game is because it has a lot of question marks. A lot of questions after the game as well, too, in Central Michigan and LSU. And, of course, we were talking about at Central Michigan. You think this is a – what is it, a MAC team? I think they're still a MAC team. Yeah. Uh, they put Missouri on the ropes in the first week of the season that, for them. Look, Missouri kicked a field goal, I want to say, under a minute left in the ball game to stretch it to a 10-point lead. It was a one-possession game. They actually had the lead in the first half of this game. Yeah. And to kind of familiarize, because there's always some common – common opponent, common denominator, Jim McElwain, who coached at Florida yes. the year Florida came to LSU and, and knocked them out of going to the Sugar Bowl. I think that was Coach Ogeron's second year. They, uh, He's coaching over there now, and he was the uh, MAC Coach of the Year two years ago. You know, last year was kind of messed up, but in 19, he was the Coach of the Year in their conference. Look, this is not a, this isn't a punk team. They're physical up front. Mm-hmm. They're one of those northern teams you think of, big country fair white boys on the offensive line. They got some good skilled people. And to this it comes down to just watching what LSU's done the first few weeks, Mark, is that it's not about Central Michigan. I think LSU can feel better about themselves if they play better. Yes. You know, don't worry about your opponent in Mississippi State next week and all that. We need to go out here and we need to play good for four quarters and feel better about ourselves. Because I don't I don't see that right now. And no. I know I know Magnese is kinda hard to judge between, you know, a primetime road game, big conference versus coming home in state four. You don't want to beat them too bad. But still it just they're not doing the things you need to execute. LSU is thirty percent on third down. Mm-hmm. Watch out for that stat in this ball game. Central Michigan, they've allowed their first two opponents two first downs. Yep. Last week they gave up a first down to uh, God, on third down conversions. What I'm saying, mm-hmm. they gave up a first down to uh, some small school, Robert Moss. And in week one they gave up one third down conversion to Missouri. They're like two of 24 their third down defense, which is second in the country. Yeah. So that's going to be a key. And then you go back to the quarterback situation. Are they going to put some pressure on the opposing quarterback? But are they going to keep some pressure off of Johnson? And that's where I worry about that too. Because Central Michigan and Jim McElwain, he, he's a good coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you, you see that a lot of time. A lot of these coaches, like you say, you go back and you get uh, repurified. They go back to the saving school of identification, <laughs> so to speak, and they're gonna have it all together now. Oh, I'm, I'm cleansed my sins of bad coaching. <laughs> now I'm all worthy again. Well, Jim McElwain is one of those prime opponents, just like that. Just like Jim O'Brien is like that now. Yeah. He's coaching college and coaching pro. And now he's coaching as the offense coordinator at Alabama. But I, I want LSU to feel good about themselves. A good, sharp, crisp performance. Come on out here. You didn't have 11 starters last week. Hopefully most of those will be back. And play a good physical brand of ball and make yourself feel good. You don't want to go into Mississippi State limping. Okay, right. boys, here it is. This is it. This is the season. You want to go in there and know, no, LSU, they're they ready to play now. I don't think people feel that right now no, with LSU. Absolutely. Well, you know, you and I talked about it even last week. Uh, there's a couple of things like you hit on a couple of them. There's a couple of things they definitely needed to work on. And I want to look and see if the linebacker play is going to be better. Yeah. Going to be smarter. They're going to be in position. And I also want to see if the safeties are going to be able to know how to play safety. 
Are they going to come too far down on the line? Are they going to get people behind them as their as their line, last line of defense and mm-hmm. safety? What are they going to do? Because you have your two bookend corners. You have a great defensive line, and especially even with Mason Smith, the, the super uh, freshman. And then again, can yeah, we that get kid, something? That kid's special. He is, he, man. He, you, you, could, you could tell it. And to your point, Mark, you know, is this defense going to look like uh, similar to what they've been, what Bo Pelini did last year? Like they're learning, or are they going to look like a defense that's like, we hadn't picked up what's been taught to us in the spring and the summer. Because I saw a lot of that against UCLA, and you saw a lot of that last week against McNeese. Yeah. Yeah, you know, one thing we did see last week, I don't know if you got to watch a lot of the game because of it was being on ESPN Plus and service is horrible around here, but I saw a lot more blitzes against mm-hmm. McNeese State than I did against UCLA. So maybe they're going to bring different packages for these teams, but this is a, uh, like we were talking about, it's, it's kind of a make it or break it a game for Coach O because if they lose this game, all of the, the, the small and even the big talks. Oh, oh it's going to be blown out of the water. Yeah. I mean, later tonight, they'll be still talking about it. And and I go back, Mark, before we wrap and get to another one. Mm. I, I think this is why you want to play a good ball game and go out there and look sharp and crisp. That way, you kind of you, you, you water down all that talk about this and that. Oh, we're going to lose the season this week if we don't beat Mississippi State. Oh, we got to find us a new coach. That subsides by a week. In the season, that's week by week. That's important. Yeah. You go out there and play good. You don't have to answer all those silly questions about what's wrong here, what's wrong with that and everything. Then you're going to feel good about yourself. But if they don't, it's just going to be another pot shot week. And we're gonna go, are, are we going to go out and win? This team's ready to execute like they did a couple of years ago, yeah. that special season? Or are we just waiting to see? Uh, hold our breath. Uh, 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 we don't know what we're going to get. That's right. And I, the LSU fans aren't used to that. Yeah. I, you know what else I'm looking for in the game, too? If you can't get the running game going. Oh, yeah. And you, this is part of the Brady offense, which was part of the Saints offense, part of the Peyton uh, offense. Are you going to bring some swing passes to the running backs and get them out in the open field? Do something, some uh, uh, some – Help them out, you know. Something, yeah, draw, they got to something. Got to do something. Get the offensive game going. So, and uh, you may get a look at the uh, Mark, a, a better look at the, the mm-hmm. kid that came over from Oklahoma mm-hmm. and then came back to LSU, and then now he's back because uh, this week they ruled uh, Emory ineligible. Yep. So he's out for the season. Boy, you talk about kind of been a disappointment. He was so highly thought of on the national level a couple of years ago, but now you don't really hardly hear too yeah. much about it. I think there may be a little bit more to that story. Yeah. Get it, but. It is what it is. So, my, of course, my take is going to be LSU in this game. Oh, sure. Uh, I, I, I don't even know what the spread is. Because it's it's right about – it started out at 22. A lot of people have been taking the uh, the dog side. I think it's down now to about 19, 19 and a half or so. That's where LSU is on this. I don't have a feel either way for this one, Mark. This is not one of the ones I looked at. But certainly if I was going to take it, uh, I, I would definitely feel more – I'd feel better about a pick if I laid the points whether I took them here. Yeah. Because you never know what you're going to get at LSU. Is this the week they put it together and they look good? Because it didn't look like a team last year from the old adage of football that your most improvement is from week one to week two. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see it this week and week three. Yeah. And then, look, this is a game that they needed. Oh, yeah. This is a game that they needed to get you ready for SEC football. It's going to tell you a lot one way or this another. Is so. This is the last practice test of that. That's right. No doubt about it. Moving on to the next big game. This is an exciting game for us to watch, too. Miami and Michigan State. Oh, man. Let me tell you. Wait, what about Miami? What's wrong with Miami? I mean, do you go by – all right, look. I always, it was always kind of like thought – it's a different mindset, I guess, because everybody's so physical that after a bad loss, you'd come back and you'd play real good. But on the flip side of you look at it now, was that a bad loss? Or we, did we just get the hell beat out of us? Because it's like Miami beat them, got beat down against Alabama, and you would expect them to play a little bit better. They barely won that game last week. And App State's not a sorry team. No. I mean, they got a good program. But, I mean, if Miami's supposed to be a top 15 preseason team, and that's the best you can show, and now you got a Mel Tucker who's, you know, on that saving tree, he's going over to Michigan State. This is his second year in the program. 
They got a chance to get to three and zero. They getting eight and a half points. I'm gonna take that road dog. Give me Michigan State plus the eight and a half. I, I, I'm gonna go against the grain here and say, look, with that quarterback play of the Eric King, if they yeah. can keep him upright, they keep him uninjured, doesn't get hurt. Oh, he's a good quarterback. Yeah, he's, I, he's a special player. I, I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna steal a game today. This this and I you know Miami and LSU right now. Not that they're similar on the program level because LSU's several steps ahead of Miami, no doubt. But I think this you could pose the same question to the Miami fan base as you could the Baton Rouge fan Absolutely. base. Okay, is this we know we got some good players here. Is this the week that we show that we're you know top fifteen, top twenty team, or are we just limping in and you hold our breath? What's going to happen this week? You know, yeah. is this the week they put it together? Yeah, absolutely. And so you picking Michigan State there? I'm taking Michigan State with the eight. I'm going with the dogs. Speaking about the dogs, the next game up, Mississippi State Bulldogs against Memphis, the Memphis. Tigers. Yeah, not a short, not a long trip, short trip from uh, Starkville to uh, Beale Street. They'll be playing in the Liberty Bowl. Memphis has built a nice program over yes. there. You know, Coach Norva went to uh, Florida State. That, I don't know if I should have brought that up. But uh, he, <laughs> that's where he cut his teeth and got his name to get that big $5 million job in Tallahassee. Uh, they always do a good job of hiring there. There's a lot of stepping stone. Pre- I know it's been mostly a stepping stone school, but they've always stayed pretty good in their conference, get to a bowl. It's, this is a tough game. You know, they have a good series with State, and then they'll play Ole Miss sometimes. And usually when they play in the Liberty Bowl, it'll probably be half full of Mississippi State fans. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a Mississippi State. What do you get this week? You know, last week everybody was like, I think, first of all, Tech is a much better team than Absolutely. people give them credit for. When I say Tech, Louisiana Tech. So them having to come from behind at home in week one, that's not a shocker to me. Now, last week they put it together and they beat a good NC State team, or NC State is said to be good when you talk to people who know the ACC, and they beat them down. Yeah. I think this is a big one for Mississippi State. They don't want to get called looking ahead because they're savoring their look. Uh, they're savoring. They're licking their chops, Mr. Petrera, because they get LSU at home next week during the day. Yeah. You know, in Baton Rouge, they say Death Valley at night. In Mississippi State, they say Cowboy during the day. It's yeah. going to be hot, it's going to be noon, it's going to be early in the afternoon. So, this is a big one for them. I think they're going to go on the road at the short road trip. I like State in this one. I like State. I think this is going to be a very high-scoring game. When yeah. I say very high-scoring game, Memphis I think like both, spread the ball. I think both teams are going to have 40 points or more. Oh, boy, you had to take the over now, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's right. Because both <laughs> of these teams, if their offenses are clicking, especially Memphis, Memphis can score and score and score. Oh, yeah. State, with that air raid, they have an opportunity to do it as well. I think this is both teams are going to be over the 40s, and I think it's going to be a close game, and State takes it. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, Mark, quickly, one thing I wanted to bring up, because, you know, I'm getting back in the use of this, my brain is I, – I, I miss stuff, I skip over stuff. But also, in the LSU ball game, look out because of the uh, – uh, I don't know, they're the Chippewa Central Michigan? What mm-hmm. is that mascot? Chippewas. Yeah. They are averaging 83 plays per ball game. Yes. Not that big in time of possession. It's not a dominant time of possession. It snaps. It's very fast paced, and they're averaging 80 snaps, 83 snaps per ball game on offense. Yes. That's a, that's gonna be a key. If they can get if they can get close to that, that's not gonna be a good sign for LSU. No. So look at that stat at the end of the night, and look at the third down conversions on the stat. At the end that of the night. that also can expose your linebackers and your safeties a lot since yeah. you've been struggling there it's too. It's a good test for them. Yep. Moving on to the next game. Now this game. It's probably going to give you a little bit more publicity than what it actually should because it's an old Big 12 game. Right. But, and Scott Frost is trying to do something there, and, and it's really hard to recruit being in the Big 10 at Nebraska as opposed to the Big 12 because you're not pulling from Texas like you used to. Mm-mm. But in Nebraska and Oklahoma here, you also want to look at it and see what is this Oklahoma team because how good was Tulane against them? Did they just coast like we were talking earlier? Right. And that was what almost got them bit in the butt. Almost did. You know, Tulane's got down a possession. And they got the ball, you know, late in the game with a chance to go around and possibly win the game. 
you know, I, I think you know, when I look back at that, I, Willie Fritz does a great job at Tulane. Look, that's a, a, a good program, and they got a good freshman quarterback to build around now. I think now, and his, if he could stay healthy and stay in that offense for four years, they could really do some things special with Tulane. You know, maybe be one of those New Year's Six teams. Or, or I talked about as being a New Year's Six team. They got people in the conference that's talked about it. Cincinnati is right there in their same conference. They get them at home later in the season. He's doing a great job there. But I do think Oklahoma kind of lit off the pedal. They were up 37-14 at halftime. They were mm-hmm. covering. And then Tulane credit them. They didn't give up. It was a hurricane game. It was a quasi-home game for Tulane in Norman, Oklahoma. They, you know, did everything nice for them, played their fight. It did just like a home game. But I think Oklahoma's a lot better than what they showed in the second half against Tulane and Nebraska. Boy, this is this used to be one. Of the, we used to look forward to this every year, rivalry mm-hmm. week, late in the season. It's going to be cold weather. Nebraska, Oklahoma. Are uh, you talking about? Wing oh man, you going back look at Mike Rozier and all those guys. Jamel Holloway on one side, Frazier. It's so many big matches between Oklahoma and Nebraska. Now we don't see it anymore. And you you hit the nail on the head. Nebraska. I'm sure it's a beautiful state. But they gotta recruit the state of Texas. Yes. I mean, they, that, they, and they gotta recruit the state of Oklahoma. There's, there's just not a big, big time prep atmosphere as far as top recruits in the state of Nebraska, yeah. and that's why they've been struggling. And I don't know what they—they they, they still gonna have their sellouts because they got that streak going. They, they got a, a dynamic fan base. But now they're on the road. They're a big dog. I think Oklahoma's going to roll in this one. Amara. I could be wrong, but I think Oklahoma's going to roll. I, I, I'm with you. I think they cover easily. Yeah. I, I think they may go above the cover. Uh, it, it, listen, it, we were talking about them being a Big Ten as opposed to the Big 12 and not being able to recruit in Texas and even in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why the Big 12 didn't try to reach out to them. Yeah. I mean, you get them back. Yeah. yeah. You get them back. You're reaching out to BYU, Cincinnati, and, and, and UCF. And, and that's, uh, a, that's, a, that's an attractive that, – that, that, yeah. that, that, that makes a lot of sense. You know, get them back. Like, just because we're getting pecked on here and people are, you know, picking from our fruit tree, who's to say we can't go out here and try to peck somebody Absolutely. and steal somebody? It makes more sense in your regional area where you're at. probably gives you a better chance to okay. recruit back to home. But it's just, you know, it's a proud program. It's a great rivalry. But we got to remember, too, though, this is a rivalry, LSU and Tulane fans. People around here, the young people, they didn't know LSU and Tulane used to be a rivalry. Mm-hmm. They don't know LSU and Tulane when the last time they played. <laughs> this is we're, we're talking about a generation now. They don't know this Oklahoma and Nebraska rivalry. Yeah. So, yeah, it means something to the fans out there. But these players, yeah. they don't know anything about no rivalry except what is told to them. Yeah. So I, I don't get caught up in that rivalry that much. I get caught up where the programs are. And I think right now, uh, I don't get in these uh, galaxy terms, but I do think Oklahoma's program is light years ahead of Nebraska's Absolutely. right now. No, it's not Absolutely. even close. Absolutely. Well, I mean, out of the two teams coming to the SEC, I think Oklahoma is one that fits away oh, better. Oh, yeah. Way oh, better. yeah. We found that out last week. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, don't mess so. with Texas. <laughs> Texas is back my butt. Uh, we don't want to get on there because they, they're just too easy. They're just <laughs> too easy to talk about. That's, it's, it's too easy. to It's low, low-hanging fruit That's there. That's it. That's we, it. We, we kind of talked about this a minute ago. You kind of hit on it already. It was a good segue to it. The next big game, and normally this probably wouldn't be a, a big game, but Tulane and Ole, and Ole Miss. Yeah. And well, you were just talking about it. Tulane with the, with that freshman quarterback, he is a star in the making. Yeah. They build a good program there, and Ole Miss is still trying to build things. Ole Miss still struggling on defense. Yeah. You're still going to have a Lane Kiffin offense. This could be a game that looked an awful lot like the game over there in Norman between Tulane and Oklahoma. Yeah, and, and you and I, we, we got thoughts on this one, and, and, and we kind of differ some. But, yeah, and, and also to that point is that, you know, uh, Pratt is is not like a, a guy who's always oh, going to spread. What he's a drop back quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he he can he can fling it. He can fling it. He's only a freshman. It's going to be a tough environment because Lane does have Ole Miss up there. Their defense is playing a lot better, and I think Tulane is a good ball club. And you if you're talking about being a team that's going to be quote unquote 
talked about like a Cincinnati, uh, like Houston was a few years ago. That team that's not in the Power Five that can sneak into a New Year's Bowl. This is the kind of game Tulane's got to win. Yes. They got to they got to have that big win on the road against these bigger conferences that you've played, especially against Power Five teams. And haven't been playing in the SEC an awful lot, but this is a big game for Tulane if they want to become. You know, are, are we real? The betters believe. The betters believe. And when I look at this line, I'm going like, oh, this is only getting 14 mm-hmm. to Tulane. They believe in them, and they believe that what they saw in Norman, Oklahoma was true. Tulane is for real. I think they are for real, too. But tonight, Ole Miss, I just think Ole Miss is going to roll. I really do, because I think I think Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin, by the way he's been talking this week, they respect Tulane. Mm-hmm. They got respect for Tulane. I really do think – I don't think they're looking ahead to two weeks. They win this one, they got an off week, then they play Alabama. I don't think they're looking ahead to that one. Yeah. Well, you know, earlier we were talking about it, and I made my pick as Tulane, but I'm kind of – Kind of backing out of that, and 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 it's just the more you get to have the opportunity to think about it. I think it's going to be a close game. This is going to be my pick. I want to pick the dog in Tulane because of mm-hmm. from here and because of what I've seen from him. But I'm going to have to go ahead and pull Ole Miss, but I'm not going to pull on the spread. I think it's going to be a closer game. So he likes Ole Miss plus the point, and he mm-hmm. likes the dog there, and I'll take uh, Ole Miss at home, spotting the 14. That's right. Could be an entertaining game. Yeah, it's it's uh, ESPN two tonight. I'm going to yeah. be watching. Yeah, you can guarantee that. Uh, moving on to the next game. This is this is a game that at the beginning of the season, before the first loss for Indiana, uh, could have been a huge game because yeah. Cincinnati's trying to make this move up. And so when you have Cincinnati and Indiana, you have a team that's fixing to make a big jump to the Big 12, and you have an Indiana team that that made their claim to be a real team in the Big 10 last season, mm-hmm. but they don't look like the same team. Whatsoever. No, they 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 don't look at it. And, I, and look, I realize they're a Power Five school. They're they're. Nothing against in the end. We're not talking, you know, back in the heyday when Bob Knight was there and they were a power basketball program. They're not. They're not a power football team, and they had that. They had a good year. They've been building up to it. They had a great year for their standards last year. But I still think Cincinnati is comparable talent-wise. What, yes. what we have at the University of Cincinnati is not that far. You know, you might, one sure. might argue if you look at the stars mm-hmm. and where they were ranked, Cincinnati's probably got a better roster yeah. than Indiana does. I just think, you know, Cincinnati's got to win this game. You'll see the respect for these non-power five schools, Mark. If Cincinnati is to go into Indiana on the road and lose, they may fall out of the top 25. Right. You know, so I, this this is their game. If they're going to be that team's going to make that run and say, okay, look, this is, count them in there. They got to win this game. They got to. And they only given three. If I had to bet either way, I would probably take Indiana on this one. Uh, but I, I could see Cincinnati going in there and trying to say, all right, let's roll this one and let's show these posters that, that we offer. See if we can get a little further up in and somebody loses, maybe close to the top five. Absolutely. I, I, I'm, I'm going Cincinnati here. Uh, and I think what, what would happen if you have the upset here where Cincinnati takes this game, Tulane takes the upset at Ole Miss somehow. Then that's going to be a big clash later on between oh, yeah. Tulane and Cincinnati. Could you yeah. imagine? And, and, and it would be in New Orleans too. That's late in the year they play there. So yeah. yeah, you know, and you know Tulane, they want Cincinnati to do well too. It represents their conference well. So mm-hmm. these, these are two big games. Look, these small games that seem like they're not a big deal, they mean a lot in the hierarchy of college football. Yes. You know, especially when you come to think about all right, who's going to be the next conference going to start inviting people? And you know, is, is there going to be another power conference form? Do we pick off of these? Nobody knows what's going to happen, especially you get to this new playoff system. Right. Yeah, um, I'm interested in seeing what they're going to come yeah, up with there, too. me too. This is another game a lot of people may not know because these two teams uh, were FCS teams not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these two teams have come up. And listen, the Old Dominion in itself beating Virginia Tech, what, two years in a row, I think it was? Yes. And Liberty is a team. What, Hugh Freeze is still there, isn't he? Yes, he is. And so this is, a, this is two teams here. This is going to be a fun game to watch. This is going to be a good game to watch. You, you also kind of got a little bit of different contrast of the way the teams have played. Uh, I, this is going to be a hard pick for me. 
Yeah, I, I, I got to go just because I don't know much about the other side. I know a little bit about watching Liberty because Hugh Freeze, obviously, he brings it there. Uh, he, he's going to be wide open. It's, he's going to be a guy that at the end of the year, if he has another year like he did last year, he'll be a name for it. some SEC jobs come open. Yep. You know, I mean, has he cleansed himself, you know, of his sins and everything? <laughs> has he done that? And, you know, he went to Liberty, you know. So that's a, that's a, a, a prestigious religious university. So I guess he's doing his thing on that side, trying to clean that part of uh, his act up. But Hugh Freeze is a damn good coach. You know, yes. regardless of what he is, I'm talking X's and O's, not what happens off the field. He's a damn good coach. And I think Liberty is one of those teams that people like to bet on and ride them all year long. Liberty is the Coastal Carolinas. Because they're going to come mm-hmm. with a spread and it's going to go over more times than not. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and thinking, I'm thinking myself, I'm going to take Liberty in the spread here too. Yeah. I'm going to lay the points. Mark and I both agree we, we lay the points and we'll go with Liberty. That's right. Uh, two more games to go before we finish up this week's episode of it too. And, and listen, before I even jump off of that, we're going to get up back tomorrow morning as well yeah and we're going to recap this and see where we're at on quick there turnaround that's, quick that's turnaround. right that's right this one is the the the, the matchup between the two smart schools yeah. stanford and vandy oh man huh it's the gpa bowl that's our gpa <laughs> bowl i'm loving and it and we'll divide by two baby because i'll tell you what you these are these are the next people that run the united states of america if yeah. not the world you know you're talking about smart schools mm-hmm. vanderbilt stanford they're basically ivy league school absolutely in power five conferences make no bones about it you get into stanford you get into vanderbilt you 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 packing a, a lunchbox upstairs, a, a, a strong lunchbox upstairs. Promise you that. Yeah, my, I'm still waiting on my application. That's right. To be mailed to me. That's right. That's application right. Application for employment. That's right. Well, we we still don't know what Vandy is this year. New coaching regime. Uh, my guess is they're going to still be bottom dweller in the SEC, easily yeah. in the East even. And but Stanford, you have no idea. Like we were talking about, that first week they looked horrible. Last week they. Uh, they got Clay Helton fired over there at yeah. USC, uh, and just really handed them. Yeah, and they 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 they, they did their improvement from week one to week two because week two I was really disappointed in Stanford. I think David Shaw is still one of the best coaches in college football. And then last week they come back and they dominate USC. It's kind of like that Florida State Notre Dame situation. Yep. Okay, who's really good, or, or either of them good, and and who's going to be bad or, or, or you know disappoint? I think that's where you are right now when you look at Stanford and uh, yeah. Interesting Pac-12 SEC matchup for them to come over this way. Right. Probably not one as exciting, but because they both come from Power Five schools and it's in Nashville, I think I think the SEC fans will pay attention to this game. Absolutely, absolutely. In which, when you say that too, when you look up there at Nashville and in the stands, poor Vandy man, their football team does not draw a crowd. No. And anytime no. they're playing a different SEC team at home, they have more of the opposing team fans. And, 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 and they got arguably one of the top five baseball environments. Yes. I mean, how, how can you build and you look at the facilities over there for the baseball? Well, just do that for football. Right. Just do that for football. Kind of help them a little bit get on the recruiting side, you know, not so stringent. Get, get some better players in there because, look, it's a beautiful place, and, and they've got a good, a, a wonderful campus. I mean, I've been there twice just to look on it when I went to Nashville. And I want to tell you something. That baseball program mm-hmm. and that facility, if they do that for football, then that, that makes Vanderbilt more attractive. Is Vanderbilt ever going to be a competitor in the East every year, year in the year? No, I don't think so. But I think they can be, you know, a nine-win team, maybe with a bowl game win double digits. James Franklin proved that. Coach yeah. Mason proved that. Yeah. So I, I think it's obviously, you know, one of those games where – 
it'll come back later in the year where you're bragging more. Okay, how did the conferences play out of conference? Right. And this is this is going to be one of those yeah. talking about. And, and, and listen, I would love to pull SEC here, but I'm going to have to go Stanford with what they yeah. did at USC last week and and the points. Yeah, and 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 they, they only given three. You know, at, at Vanderbilt, I'm like I'm like you. I, I definitely have to go with Stanford on this one. Yes, absolutely. We're going to round out this week too. This was a game that we almost skipped, we almost missed. Right. But this you one called has, this one, and I'm glad. Yeah, this is this can be a big game, and you do have some outside. Uh, stuff going on with it, whether it's BYU being picked up by, uh, you know, yeah. Big 12, right. Arizona State with their off-the-field issues. Uh, but this is a game, this can be a really fun game because I, I always thought BYU is going to go to the Pac-12. Yeah. But for them going to the Big 12, especially now, and then Arizona State, man, you just kept seeing them build the last few years. Yeah, Herm, Herman Edwards has done a good job over there with, with the talent he has, and it looks like his recruiting coordinator had done a good job, especially on the defensive side of the football. Let me tell you, uh, Arizona State, they, they got four linebackers there that can ball. I mean, yes. and you're talking about guys that can can play on the next level and highly thought of. And then on the offensive side, you know, the uh, Jaden Daniels, uh, I remember him for a couple years ago when the uh, quarterback, uh, when JT Daniels was yeah. at USC. The two Daniels were so, so-called talked about among Pac-12 Pac fans and recruiting. All right, these are our two incoming quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Now, Jaden is, is pretty good at Arizona State, and JT's not bad at Georgia, although he seems to be, uh, I don't know what his situation is now. But they, they do have some good recruits, and, and BYU is just one of those teams where you never want to go and play. They're always, I mean, they got a good coach, and uh, I don't butcher his last name, Shataki, Kalini Shataki, I want to say his name. But it's going to be a hard thing. And I looked at this game, and I'm going, like, wait a minute. They just dominated Utah, who's yes. got a real good program at home, and they're getting points against a program that's not near as good as Utah's right now. They might be a good team this year, but they're not near as good as Utah. And they're at home getting points. Uh, I, to me on this one, i got to take the dog at home on this one. I, and, and I think, too, the, the pollsters there, they're, they're looking at it. They're, they, uh, the betters are looking at well, are they going to have a hangover? Because they haven't beat Utah in so long. Right. So yeah. Holy the, War is what they call that's that right. game. The, the Holy War has been beating the snot out of them for, the, for what, 10 years at least mm-hmm. now. So it, it, I, I, I'm going with you. I, my pick is the same as you this week for them. And, I and I'm not a Pac-12 analyst, Mark. I'll tell you, because of, of everything that's been going on right now, I, I, you can't get all the, the, the cable you have and normally. So I've been streaming, and I get a lot of this Pac-12 talked about. And they talked about these linebackers. Uh, they were previewing this game. Uh, I remember the names I wrote down. D.J. Davidson, Tyler Johnson, Merlin Robinson, and Kyle Savoy. They they believe that this this group right here, this group right here, might be the best set of linebackers, quote unquote, in defensive end in the Pac-12. Wow. So I, I want to see because this is going to be probably the toughest non-conference game on the road for uh, Arizona State. That's right. So I, I'm going to take the home dog with BYU. I didn't even check and see what time this game is played. Is this one of the this, later this, night games? Yeah, it's, that a, I can watch? it's a later game tonight. That, that's yeah. good because I'll get to watch it too. Yeah, it's always after. one of those ones you want to kind of, you know, you, you want to go home after a long day of college football and sit down and relax and, and at least know you got something else, at least a second half of some game to watch, right. you know, something that's like right. that. That's going to be a good game to watch to, to, to cap off the day in college football too. You know, it, it, we're speaking uh, college football a little bit too and it, I did want to hit, hit up on a little bit of FCS before we go. The only thing that I'm going to hit up on there with that is listen if you're in south louisiana you already know a little bit even if you're in the hammond area you may have overlooked at it overlooked it but southeastern is a heck of a team we were talking mm-hmm. about louisiana tech yeah. a while ago and they're a good team yeah. they put louisiana tech really on a bad call away from b 
beating Louisiana Man, Tech. No doubt about it. And let me tell you something. Frank Selfo has done, done a hell of a job there. Yes, man. And coming out of what he did, you know, with the previous team the regime that was there, brought him to the quarterfinals in the playoffs. They'd never done that before. Got national attention. And now you, you made another good hire, and you got the program right where it was. So I haven't seen any drop-off, anything. They've maintained it and taken another step forward. That's big. And especially when you're talking about now, can Southeast become one of those powerful FCSs with the talent they got in the area, and you know, it's southeast Louisiana, but also this portal. This transfer portal changing the whole game, mm-hmm. just like NIL is. Those two things are going to change. And then when you talk about when they add more teams to the playoffs, those will be three big caveats of college football, Mark. The NIL, mm-hmm. I mean, how much money do I make? Can I make on my own name and so forth? We're talking about the, uh, the playoffs extension. Are we going to go to eight? Are we going to go 12? We're going to be more like the NFL and so forth. How many playoff teams are we going to expand to? And then, of course, that transfer portal because they got so many players in so many different places now. Absolutely. So many players in different places. Absolutely. And then along with that, too, look, keep a watch out. If, if Southeastern can keep it going like they're doing because they are that good of a team, they could go deep into the playoffs in FCS. Oh, yeah. Uh, the playoff uh, bracket. And we'll start, we'll start looking at them a little bit more now, too. That's right. That's right. So, hey, look, two South Louisiana boys doing what we love, having That's fun, right. talking college football. Can't get much better than that. Look, Mark, it's good. It's therapeutic. You know, some people like to go fishing and hunting. I, go fishing and hunting. Some people like to uh, sit around and do the garden. Do, do whatever you got to do. Everybody's got to have that quote-unquote release. Yes. You know, we, we're not computers. We can't re- reboot. We can't shut down. You got to have it. And this is what we do. We like college football. That's I right. love it. That's right. I love it, too. Hey, we're going we're gonna to recap. We're not going to recap. We're going to uh, end this, this week's preview of the college football week. Uh, and what we're going to do, too, is we're going to recap tomorrow morning. Be on the lookout for that. Also, be on the lookout for the Deke Show. It's coming up. It's in the works. Don't worry. It's coming. I, I know I'm going to be listening all the time, too. I'm going to be forwarding his stuff on my Facebook as well. Keep a lookout for that. Also, you need to keep a lookout for my buddy, uh, Tommy Kryzan, T- Talking Sports with TK. Listen, he's been pumping out episode after episode after episode. Those are quick and easy ones, do, too. He always knows his stuff just like we do. Give him a follow. Give him some listens. And as always, don't forget to go check the Facebook. I'm going to put all of our stuff there, my stuff, Deke stuff, our together stuff. We're going to be there. Go to Spotify. Follow us. Yeah, absolutely. Follow us on uh, Spotify, Anchor.fm, or the Anchor app, and many other places that you get your podcasts. We're there. So until tomorrow and until next time, we'll see you. This is Mark Atreira and the Big Chief with Making the Cut. Thank you, brother. Looking forward to it.